Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. LMFM Podcasts with CNC Carpets. We bring the showroom to you. Or you can book a personal consultation at our fabulous new showroom in Moortown, Dramiskin. Call 87 237 or visit our website at cnccarpets.com to book an appointment. CNC Carpets for all your carpet and wood flooring needs. 1-0 Germany at the World Cup. Germany, Japan ongoing at the moment. I'm watching it here in studio. 32 minutes gone. The Germans have just scored from the penalty spot. Gunduan, the Manchester City player, giving Germany the lead. Oh, stonewall penalty for sure. So Germany, one of the ones to watch in the tournament for sure, have their noses in front against Japan. We'll keep you posted as that game unfolds during the afternoon. Welcome to the show. Let's get straight to business this Wednesday afternoon. We've spoken to her on numerous occasions on the show she's a fantastic woman she is Ashling Lowe from the Mead Food Bank and she joins me on the line hello Ashling. hello Jerry. well 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 you're a little bit annoyed today and uh, we're going to find out now why take us back to yesterday you shop at Lidl in Trim for your charity yes oh god yeah we, we have always done for the past nine years You've been going there and no issue, you buy... Never. Never. Never, never an issue. And you use cash vouchers, combination of both, is that fair to say? A combination, Jerry, of both, you know. And yesterday you went shopping to spend. How much had you to spend yesterday? Was it all in vouchers yesterday? Oh, it was all in vouchers from our our walk to Dublin. Yes, how much did you raise... Oh, we raised six and a half thousand. Brilliant, brilliant. But you weren't yeah. spending six and a half yesterday. A part oh God, of that, was no. it? Yeah. God, what, no. <laughs> no. What, were you, what were you spending yesterday? Um, one thousand two hundred and fifty. Okay, so and that that wouldn't be unusual. You've spent that type of money in vouchers before, there, yeah. Oh God, yeah. Even more than that, you know. Okay, so how many you went shopping yesterday? How many trolleys had you? There was three. And you filled them? They were full and Mary was refused. One of the ladies with you was refused. Why was she refused? Um, They said that we were a private business and that we couldn't shop in bulk. And was this a manager or just a staff member or what? A manager. Had you ever dealt with this person before? No. Okay. 
And did they just happen to be on the checkout or do you were they called to the checkout when you tried to go through with your shopping? No, on the floor. All right. Okay. As you were shopping. Yeah. And and what were you told? What 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 did they say? Well, in a nutshell, Mary was told that um, they couldn't shop for that amount in bulk. Now, Jerry, I had done a shop previous to that on the Thursday, and myself and Ian spent one thousand two hundred and fifty euro. No issue. No issue. And we had, I think it was, well, we, had, we had Jacinta with us as well. So Jacinta had a trolley, I had a trolley, Ian had a trolley. So we would have put six trolleys worth of food into the back of Ian's van. Okay, and this food is for families who are in desperate need. They can't feed themselves. Families that are in emergency accommodation, homeless families. And it's the guts of all of their hampers for Christmas because we're trying to get ahead of ourselves now and get some of the hampers assembled so that we can start uh, rolling them out on the 1st of December. I'm with you. And uh, that's good planning ahead, I have to say. Yeah, we have to do that, Cherry, because we have 130 people on our list. A lot of people to be looked after. Come back to the store yesterday. So you're stopped in your tracks. What do you do? What do you do with the food in the trolleys? What happens? We about a bit, well, Barry and um, the other volunteer um, abandoned the trolleys and I was just dumbfounded. I was just dumbfounded. Then we went to Aldi and we had no issue in Aldi spending. I was lucky I had the same amount in vouchers for Aldi as well, okay. you know? Yeah. And because um, we always get a mixture, you know, a mixture of both sets of vouchers yes. for Lidl and for Aldi. So we walked into um, Aldi. Lisa, the deputy manager, was there. She couldn't be more helpful. Um, they closed it till, um, you know, and... Uh, uh, Everything was at her disposal there. We could get whatever we wanted. No problem then in Aldi. No problem. No problem. Um, the, the embarrassment, I'm just sitting here trying to think, the embarrassment, number one, of this kerfuffle in the store, having to leave all the goods you'd gathered behind you and go away w- with nothing. And again, I just want to come, on, come to this point. The reason you were given was what? Bulk buying. You can't bulk buy. Was that it? Bulk buying. They said bulk buying. Uh, Mary asked, could she, could, she, could she do half of the shop then? And she was refused that as well. What would you be buying, for example, in bulk? Well, what we buy is like a tray of peas, mm. a tray of beans, yep, a tray of spaghetti. You know, like yes, spaghetti yes. Soup. I have you. I have you. I know what you're talking about now. And yeah. then you can just separate it out and put it into the various hampers for the different families, yeah. etc. Right. So we have a picture of that. Now you left. You went to uh, Aldi. There was no problem. You did your shopping there. You were back at Little in Trim today. Yeah. What happened? I went to the checkout this morning at eight thirty, and I put my bucket of vouchers up on the checkout, 
And um, I said to the girl that served me, um, we were refused goods and services here yesterday. I please, please may I have a refund of all of my vouchers that I purchased in your store. She was so rude to me. She threw the bucket of vouchers over the other side of the till, slammed, slammed the bucket down and said, you, you go off and speak to customer services. And I said, I've already spoken to customer services. And I don't have to speak anymore to you. Speak to customer services. So um, I said, I have spoken to customer service. I couldn't actually get a word in where she was so abrupt. And where were these customer services? In the store or uh, oh, no, by phone? Headquarters. Headquarters. I headquarters. headquarters. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's fair enough. Um, uh, yeah. I was speaking to a girl, a lovely girl on the phone, actually. I was so upset on the phone. I was, I cried the whole way over to the food bank. I was really, really upset. Um, as I, you know, as I onboarded the bus and I said, what am I going to do? I, I, I was caught between a rock and a hard place. And yeah. I was panicking, you know, and like that, I suffer with anxiety anyway, so my anxiety was through the roof. So that girl in customer service was lovely to you. You felt, in your opinion, in your opinion, the lady today wasn't. Did you get any money back? Let's find out. Did you get... I did. I did, Jerry. They get the the head manager, like the aerial manager, I think, was there, and she gave me 500 euros cash back. For the vouchers, Okay. Of, of the vouchers and then she said that we would be refunded the rest within three working days. That's seven fifty the balance. Um twelve fifty. No, 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 more than that, more, Jerry, because we had a good couple okay. of you know, good yeah. few vouchers in that okay. bucket. So whatever whatever vouchers put it this way, you were gonna spend twelve fifty yesterday, but you have more in vouchers for little, but you want the whole lot back now. Yeah, because because of the way we were treated. I understand, I understand. There's more than what you were going to spend yesterday. Will will you just listen to this? Because our Louise has been in touch with Lidl and they have uh, provided us with this statement and I'm happy to read it. Will you just have a listen to this and I'll read it for you and our listeners. It says, At Lidl, supporting the communities we operate in is a key priority. We have a long-standing partnership with Jigsaw, the National Centre for Youth Mental Health, as well as hundreds of smaller local charity partners in the towns we operate in. To date, we have also donated nearly 4 million meals to local food banks across the country through our partnership with FoodCloud. We can confirm that a customer attempted to bulk buy a large amount of products in our trim store yesterday. We did not have the stock holding in store at the time to facilitate this purchase and allow for enough products for other customers in the community. However, our store employee did offer to put in a dedicated order of the requested stock into our supply chain team and this would be available for this customer to pick up in Lidl trim within 24 hours. This offer was refused by the customer. We would advise that our bulk buying policy is communicated in the attached signage in store. So there is a sign up in the store about bulk buying. Uh, we, uh, uh, We can say that. And it continues, in cases where a charity wants to order a very large quantity of products, we ask them to speak to the store manager of that store who can facilitate ordering those quantities in, especially for them as outlined above. 
This is to ensure that our stores have availability of all products on our shelves for other customers. Statement ends there. Now, I can understand that they have other, they have to keep other customers in mind too. What do you? How do you respond to that, that statement well, from legal? Well, how I respond to that, Jerry, is that we also have other customers in mind and we don't, um, you know, take, you know, overtake things, you know what I mean, or put too much in. Yes. We take what we need, like we did on Thursday, and there was no issue. And and do you accept what they say there that the offer was made? No, because this this policy we have never had this policy explained to us, and it's never been an issue. And were you offered? Uh, were you made that offer that they would order the stuff from you for you from the supply chain team, and you would have it within within twenty four hours? Did they make that offer to you? No. Categorically. We asked them, could we use half yes. of our vouchers? Yeah. And they said no to that as well. Okay. Um, now, what I don't understand is we were doing the same similar shop as we did on Thursday and there was no problem. Mm. So it's just in your mind... Inexplicable. Like, I mean, Jerry, when we done that shop on Thursday, there was still food on the shelves. Like, we didn't just... Clear the shelves. Clean the whole shop out of it. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. I understand what you're saying. You know, that's not the way we operate. Yeah, and I do accept Lidl's commitment to the community there, which is quite clear, and they're very generous, and I I, I hear what they're saying in, in their statement. But you're amiss with this completely. Now... You went to Aldi, as you mentioned, no issue, spent your vouchers. You've got mm-hmm. you've got part of your money back. You've been uh, committed. It's been committed by Lidl, uh, in fairness to them, that within three working days, you'll get the balance. So let's watch this space with that one. Will you ever go back to Lidl? No. That's it? That's it, unfortunately. That's a real pity, isn't it? To, it's a real pity. I, because have you... put, I have to put my service users first, Jerry. Mm-hmm. You know, mm. I have to put my volunteers first. Um, I won't have anyone treat any of my volunteers poorly or or be abruptly spoken to. Not after all of the years, Jerry, that we've spent thousands upon thousands upon thousands of euros in the store. The store has always, in trim, has always been helpful and facilitating to the food bank. They all knew us going in and out and doing our shopping. And as I said, I have no problem with the staff. Yeah. But this should have been explained to us. They they could have done it a different way. Okay. They could have said to us on Thursday, look, we'll allow you to do that €1,250 shop, Ashling. But if you're doing a shop like this, would you give us a day warning? Yes. So that we can have a little bit more in, so that we can facilitate you. I think you're that's spending so much money. Yes, I now think that's, that's fair. That's the way a shop should 
should yeah. do and, things. And just to clarify that, that was last Thursday you're talking about when you went there and there was no issue. And if they had an issue then, they could have teed you they up for the future. It. Yes, and said, look at uh, in future, will you do this? And I think that is fair comment as well. Listen, Ashling, I, I have mean, to... Ter- go on, go Terry, I'm, I'm not underground. Like, my phone number is on my page. Little mm. could have contacted me and said, look, we appreciate your business. Thank you so much. Well, can could you just let us know if you're doing a shop like that, Ashling, so that we can accommodate you? That would have been no problem. But I wasn't aware of this policy because I've never been told it. Yes, and I come back to the point. It's embarrassing when something like this happens. And uh, Absolutely. it really, really is. I wouldn't like to be caught in a, in a storm like that myself in, 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 full, in full public view. Ashley, we're going to leave it there for today. Keep doing what you're doing. You're a fantastic woman and people. Take care. Bye bye. Bye bye. Isn't she just a great bit of stuff, Ashling Lowe and the Mead Food Bank? What do you think, folks? Um, Happy to acknowledge uh, what Lidl said there. And again, the fantastic contributors they are to the community in many, many ways indeed. But that's an unfortunate situation, I have to say. If you have an opinion, we'd love to hear from you. 086 1800 658 by WhatsApp or text. Jerry, only for LMFM contacted Lidl. Um, uh, you know, that's the reason why this issue has come to the fore, says Frank. Thank you very much indeed. Honestly, we do try to help wherever we can and get to the nub of issues. And if you have anything troubling you, always give us a shout here at LMFM Radio and we'll do our best for you. I promise you that. Jerry, this is just horrendous customer service, says another listener. But it's not just Lidl, it happens across the board. The reason you see, Jerry, is employees are not adequately trained to deal with the general public, says Catherine this afternoon. Thank you for your comments. Keep them coming to us. 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text. On Garda Siakana are celebrating 100 years this year. Yes, it's the centenary. And I just want to draw your attention to a very special event happening in Drogheda this coming Saturday. There's a big ceremonial parade which begins from Lawrence's Gate in the town at 11 o'clock, makes its way through the heart of the town. There's a reviewing stand at St Peter's Church and is bringing together Gardaí from many generations. And I tell you, there's been nothing like this before or will ever be again in our lifetimes. So it's well worth checking out. And then at Drogheda Garda Station from 12 noon until 5 o'clock on Saturday afternoon. Well, you should go down and visit because there's so much going on there. The Defence Forces, Ambulance Service, Coast Guard, Fire Services, Road Safety Authority will all be there. The Garda Unit, the Garda Dog Unit, brilliant people, the Mounted Unit, and there's face painting and lots going on for the children. That's Drogheda Garda Station this Saturday afternoon from 12 to 5 o'clock and everybody is welcome there. Now, Black Friday is upon us. Cyber Monday after the weekend is here too. And people, people buy. That's it. Millions and millions and billions are spent around the world at this time. It is a United States phenomenon, the Black Friday, Cyber Monday thing. But it's alive and well in Europe and especially here in Ireland. But buyer beware, says Diana Valentine, who's the Press and Communications Manager with the European Consumer Centre. I spoke to her just before coming on air and she did say to me that the, avi- the her advice ahead of Friday and Monday is perennial. Fundamentally, our advice is the same every year. We urge caution and common sense in the main. But also we find that year on year um, we also have to elaborate a bit more 
on how consumers should exercise um, caution and common sense, particularly um, in the context of online shopping, you know, various transactions on the different digital and social media platforms. So which is best? I think let's begin there because you have Black Friday quickly followed by Cyber Monday. Is it one and the same, really, just an extension of Friday over the weekend into Monday? Pretty much uh, at the moment, yes. I mean, Black Friday originated in the pre-Christmas kind of uh, sales season um, in America some time ago. Black Friday used to be a kind of a shopping spree day where everybody would go into shops and, and splurge on, you know, Christmas gifts or something special. It has since become an internet phenomenon as well. So there's not much difference between Black Friday and Cyber Monday um, at the moment. I mean, on Cyber Monday, there would be technology offers that uh, are most common. At the end of the day, I'm sure everybody would have noticed Black Friday is really just a a month-long sales festival. In the last few years or so, it literally begins in kind of September, following on from the summer sales and kind of turning into autumn sales starts earlier and earlier every year. It certainly does. I don't want to rain on anyone's parade, but January sales were the big, big thing years ago. In some instances, if you're not really pushed or you don't need something for Christmas or a gift or that, would you be better waiting until January? From what we could uh, find, you know, from our research over the last few years, really, uh, there's no there's not much of a difference between the Black Friday sales and the January sales. I mean, yes, traditionally in Ireland, you know, the January sales or post-Christmas sales uh, were the biggest. But that's because Black Friday was not such a big thing. But now, you know, we have Black Friday, we have the pre-Christmas and post-Christmas sales and the January sales. But then we have sales throughout the year. So there isn't um, there isn't really a rule about sales um, these days. There are discounts to be had every year. Uh, they may be different in type and nature. But essentially, yes, at any time of, of the year, any time of the month, you can really go into a shop or go online and get a great deal on, on, on something. That's good to know. That's going to cool the jets out there. The desire to jump in and get something now because it'll never be cheaper. And I suppose that leads me into the next question. If you're going to buy, what you should think about is whether it's a need or a want. That's important, isn't it? It is, yes. We're also concerned as consumer advocates. Yeah, we, we research this, this a lot. And what we're also concerned over the last few years is the sheer availability uh, and exposure to shopping opportunities, particularly in, in, in terms of big sales like Black Friday, which is almost a, um, an experience nowadays. It's not so much as the shopping, but just being part of the the Black Friday frenzy. We're just a bit concerned that people, you know, might not be aware at this point to what extent consumption becomes compulsion, particularly in young people. And when, you know, when consumption is taken to to the level that it it becomes compulsive or addictive, something is not right. So just in terms of, you know, the Black Friday and Cyber Monday weekend, I mean, there's there's kind of um, three things that you'd be looking out for when you engage in this uh, Black Friday shopping experience. There are some things that you need to shop for. You know, people will be 
uh, starting to, to buy their Christmas gifts. So it's kind of like a necessary splurge. You know, you have to buy those. Traditionally, Black Friday and Cyber Monday is also marketed as an opportunity to engage in big purchases, you know, the big pieces for your home or big pieces of technology like, a, you know, a TV. And then, you know, you have the optionals. You can treat yourself after having coped with another year. So, you know, it's it's good to plan it out a bit. Some of the best savings really are the most verifiable savings. So, you know, if you prioritize your, your Christmas gift and also your big purchases and then your optional, just there's a way to plan it out. You go by price, you see um, where the most savings can be made, maybe it's free shipping. It's really quite important to to research the the price reductions because sometimes the biggest discounts don't actually get you the best deals. And if people wonder why, it's because, you know, making up a price in in the sales is quite quite a complex process, I suppose. And mostly we find that discounts are applied to recommended retail prices or discounts are applied to already inflated prices. So the end price you get might not be the best deal. So what we recommend really is, you know, to look for like a big reduction in terms of the end price you pay and the actual value of the product. There's lots of good deals out there, but you have to wonder if the product is really worth the money you're paying, even if it's a discounted price. So it's important to do your research when it comes to price and keep in mind that recommended retail price because that may not correspond to the actual market price. It's higher, which means that the discount will appear more attractive. So doing that groundwork, shopping around, being well briefed is so important. It is indeed, yeah. I mean, you I, shopping is such a complex process these days. It's not like... You're just wandering into a shop and you see a great thing and you can afford it and it, it, it's great all around. There's a certain rationale behind these savings and, you know, unfortunately there are some deceptive practices as well and it's the job of organisations such as ours just to just to warn people, you know, and to, to apply some common sense when they see those big banners either online or in, in, in shop window. Essentially what we want people to keep in mind for the most part is that Savings, especially in the pre-Christmas season, are really ways for the retailers to sort of get get rid of their surplus stock that they've amassed during the year and were unable to, to sell. So therefore, they're selling volumes at discounted prices. It's also a way to kind of uh, sell on um, obsolete technology or technology that might become obsolete in, in the following months. If you think of, say, you know, smartphones or any kind of gadgets, wearable technologies, you know, they have a shelf life. So if you buy a great smartphone that was, you know, at its best two years ago and you're buying it now for a great price, it also means that, you know, a new update will probably make it obsolete in terms of software and possibly hardware. And lastly, really, savings that generate the sales is really a way to free up storage space for a a lot of retailers. So after the summer, the autumn and winter stock comes in, um, the Christmas stock comes in, and they literally need to make some room for it in, in, in their warehouses. 
Yes, uh, to be aware of uh, what Diana is saying there. Thank you for joining me. That's Diana Valentine there, Press and Communications Manager with the European Consumer Centre. Interesting thoughts there uh, around this time and maybe jumping in, but maybe standing back and taking a breath and considering. Louise, will you buy on Friday or Monday next? Have you anything in in your... I've already bought. Have you? Mm. I don't just do offers on Friday. Many shops, like have offers for the last number of weeks calling it Black Friday deals. Yes. So they'll do them until fri- until Friday. And do you believe you've got value? I bought a phone. Now, I don't know. It's one or two phones, so I might be bringing it back. But if I do bring it back, I'll get another one with the same. So I got 70 quid off a phone, which oh, is... Very good. Yeah, up in, up in Tesco. That's a very good so deal. So it's for my so son who needs yeah. a phone. So, yeah, um, yeah mm. I, I thought it was a good deal. And I'm on the lookout now for... Um, I know somewhere to go for a little bit of a, a, a table or two, an end table. Okay. A little bit of whatever. So, you, so yeah, I'll, I'll do things like that. I won't go out of my way and buy things that I completely don't need. Mm. And I won't be buying over the internet or anything like that. But if I see anything locally, I will. Okay, so you're, you're buying in person. Anyone out there pick up a bargain or see anything that you reckon is a real bargain? If you did and you want to, uh, let our listeners in on the secret deal that you've come across, let us know. 086-1800-658. That's 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text. Will you be looking for a kettle or did you get a kettle? Oh, listen. What, will you, I, I, I forgot I, about that. I was, I was hoping you wouldn't mention it. Sorry. The, the, toaster's, <laughs> the toaster's gone haywire. The toaster's gone haywire. Is the toaster making the tea? Oh, jeez. And the, the tea is toasting the bread? No, I got up this morning and the smell of fire in the kitchen herself was gone, but she nearly burned the house down with a slice of toast. <laughs> Honest to God, I always know it's not popping up the toast now. It just stays down all the time until well, that's not good. until fire comes out of it. Oh. So I'm afraid that toaster is on its way out and the kettle's doing queer things as well. So it looks like a complete revamp well, before Christmas. There you go. You might get a Black Friday deal on a toaster Black Friday and kettle. kettle and toaster. <laughs> I just might, as you say. Thanks for reminding me. Yeah, and and uh, you know they're things. But as I said, yeah, I think there's only a year in those things anyway. But you you have it sussed with your Argus kettle and toaster. You have it really sorted yeah. out, Louise. I Once have to get say. the extended policy. Yeah. You're pretty much covered. <laughs> You're covered. Remember that advice with Argus to get the, how much does that policy cost? Does oh, it cost I can't much? Nothing. It's, it's very little. Yeah, it's different according to what you buy. Obviously, the bigger appliances, the more it costs. But yes. I can't remember. Is it seven quid or something? Mm. There or thereabouts? I'd love to get a toaster that, uh, just go back to the toaster for a moment, that does what it says on the dials. In other words, if you put it up to number four, it toasts to number four. It doesn't burn the you-know-what out of it. And it pops the toast up when it should. And it might last me a little while. That's my dream for Black Friday, to get a toaster that works like that. It's not too much to ask, is it? It really isn't. Did you ever turn it on its side and try and put a slice of pizza in it? <laughs> did you? Yes, you did. Obviously you did. Yeah. <laughs> bit messy. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you one thing. If you did that with mine, you'd be dialing 999. <laughs> There'd be certainly a fire. With your frost button on it. Stop the pizza, light. pizza. <laughs> and the smell in the, in the toaster every time you switch it on. Oh, don't get me started on that. It's a costly that. slice of pizza. <laughs> Big time. Late lunch, LMFM Radio. We're back in a moment with the brilliant Sinead Burke and her banter. The breaking news here from the Burke family frontline is that both children have entered the workforce. In fact, 
We have embraced child labour with such zeal. I wouldn't be too surprised if we got an unannounced visit from Amnesty International before Christmas. Now hear me out. I'm not talking about endorsing young kids sleeping under sewing machines in Bangladesh, just so we can all swan around in tracksuits that cost five euro. Or supporting shoving toddlers up chimney stacks to give it a good going over with a vacuum before Santa arrives. No, this only concerns my own children and they're still allowed to sleep in their own beds. One of them has experienced some injuries during this new endeavour, but that was his own fault and I'll go into that later. Basically, the kids have discovered Christmas fairs and have realised they have been fools to themselves all these years with their occasional homemade lemonade stand outside our gate. We live in a rural area. They were never going to get the footfall to keep that little enterprise viable. However, by setting up a table in a community centre, a whole new world of commerce has opened up to them. Hundreds of potential customers, which they can attempt to lure in with their homemade and reasonably priced offerings, have unleashed a ruthlessness in both of them, even Elon Musk would think was a bit over the top. The new work week at home begins after school on a Monday, when both entrepreneurs check their stock levels. Then Mr Burke and I go on Amazon and spend about a grand to order the bits and pieces needed to assemble and enhance her homemade earrings and his engraved wooden tree ornaments. Tuesday evening is soccer practice, so production lines are paused. Wednesday and Thursday, the crafting begins in both bedrooms, and there has been some health and safety issues. The young lad, thanks to only a rudimentary knowledge of how to use an engraver, now has more marks up and down his arms than the combined cast of train spotting. We have had to add burn gel to the supply list. The irony that we didn't let him pick woodwork in school and pushed him into studying business is not lost on either of his parents. On Friday night, the car is packed and early on Saturday and Sunday morning, our own mercenary version of the Von Trapp family hit the road. Between keeping them in drinks and sweets during trading hours, the cost of taking a stall in the first place, plus the weekly online shopping for earring hooks and Christmas ribbon, myself and Mr Burke could soon be declared bankrupt. But, and the baby business tycoons don't know this, it actually hasn't been about making money. The reconciliation statement at the end of this financial year will hopefully show positive returns that can't be measured in a standard profit and loss sheet. Dinner times have morphed into board meetings with business strategy for both product lines discussed and agreed upon. The kids have become fluent in talking about the weather with complete strangers and seeing them explain with growing confidence and pride how they each made their items is compensation for losing my weekend lions. Limited Wi-Fi in the fair venues results in the kids having to talk to each other and there is much to learn from seeing the other traders in action. Like the valuable lesson we all learned from the lady who set up a table of hand-painted jam jars. The condescending sneer was soon wiped off our faces when she promptly filled one of them with sweets and charged two euro a go to guess how many were in the jar. As the crowds gathered round, we realised we were in the presence of a commercial genius. It was a masterclass better than you would get in the Smurfit Business School. Supporting these new enterprises has cost us more money than we thought, inflicted both mental and physical wounds, and left us exhausted by effort with little return. However, both children are delighted with themselves. So if you see two young salespeople 
flogging decorations and earrings at your local fair, come over and say hello. You'll know it's them when you spot their exhausted and penniless mother asleep under the table. Yes, indeed, more banter from the brilliant Sinead Burke and her children. Enterprising children this Christmas time. And there are lots of enterprising children around the northeast of the country for sure who uh, make a few euro for themselves and well done to them at this time of year. Brilliant Sinead, thanks a million. Love to always hear what you have to say and eye on the ball as always our Sinead. You're at Late Lunch on LMFM Radio this Wednesday afternoon. I remember speaking to my next guest first time when that wind turbine went up at DKIT in Dundalk and that ain't today or yesterday and he's been with me through the years on different occasions since and he's back today in a Completely new guys, one I would never have expected from engineer Larry Stout. You're very welcome back to the show, Larry. Hi, Jerry. Thank you for joining me. It's uh, great to have you here. Children's book author Larry Stout. I never thought we'd see the day. Did you think you would yourself? Um, no, I never thought I'd be an author, but I always enjoyed reading books to the kids, you know, when they were growing up. So, uh, so but this thing had its beginnings at the Dundalk IT had it turbine because when when uh primary schools primarily would come to tour the wind turbine i wanted them to leave with something in their hand that they could maybe go home and discuss with their parents and whatever so i photocopied this uh whimsical poetry and hopefully they could have some fun talking to their parents about these issues and there are issues contained within this, these books, uh, the series of books, because you are an engineer, but focusing, of course, on sustainability all, all your life. Through the Ollie Magoo series of books. Ollie Magoo? What a name. Where did that come from? <laughs> it, it happened to be the nickname of one of my kid's uh, best friends, you know. <laughs> and I don't know if her name was Olivia, or, uh, but the last name was McGeown, and somehow that morphed into... Ali Magoo. I love it. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. There's a real ring to it, you know, yeah. there really is. And this is the name you, you've put on the series. Going back to your children, you always love, you four children, to read bedtime stories to them. And children, I think the memories that are carried with you for all of your life, um, modelled on Dr. Seuss. Yes, yeah, that's right, that's right. So Dr. Seuss would also just be a lot of fun to, to read mm. and... Um, You'd actually have it memorized, you know, as a child. And you could read it a hundred times and still have fun, you know, reading it. But there was a sort of a message at the end, whether it was, uh, you know, working against racism or whatever it might be, doctors who's tried to have a, a moral in there. Yes, yeah. and you have morals in these books because I mentioned Ollie Magoo, I'll just read to the titles, and The Forest of Stew, Kofi Tumu from Timbuktu, and Jenny McGruff and her energy stuff. They all have a lovely poetic ring to them, Larry. Oh, yes, yes. yes. I, I, you know, if you try to put yourself in a child's frame of mind and figure out what might be fun mm. you know and, yeah and that's what they are and but ser- there are serious issues uh, delivered in a childlike and fun way in these books and can i say the word hope because larry in the world today it's easy not to have hope mm, absolutely yeah in the in the kofi tamu book you know he's he's this wise old man and he um 
he has hope and he conveys that hope to the children that I suppose that society is going through an adolescent phase for the last few centuries and we still have maybe a few more centuries to go, but the good news is maturity will come in due course. And uh, what Kofi is talking about, it used to be you could only find peace in your cave, mm. then you found peace in your village, then you found peace in your kingdom, and then you found peace in, within your nation. And so the next step of course, and it's not optional, you know, is to have peace at a world level. And it won't be easy, once again, to make this transition. Mm. I was actually at a book launch this morning over at the Highlands Gallery, and some of our friends from Ukraine were there. And it's easy to talk in theory and say that, yes, it will take sacrifice to to move just like it took sacrifice to move from the village level to the kingdom level yes you know um so to move from the the nation level of peace to the international level will take mm. sacrifice and the ukraine is a case in point everybody knows it's wrong and so what are we going to do about it we're being pushed as a race to figure out what to do about it because now we all know it's wrong. 200 years ago, we didn't know it was wrong. Sort of conquest was like, oh, yeah, that's that's what we do. Matter of fact, I'd like to do that. You know? Yes. So we are making progress, but it's going to take centuries before we achieve it. But it's inevitable. Mm. That's but, what Kofi says anyway. Yeah, well, and, you know, you're emotional when you mention the Ukrainian people there because you meet people face to face who are displaced, who've had to leave their country, come to a foreign land try and pick up the pieces of their lives sure, again. Sure, And in the short time frame that we live in, it's it's almost chaos, you yes. know, and, and you would not naturally be hopeful. <laughs> yes. You know, however, I, I contend that in the long run, we just have to go through this. I mean, adolescence is a turbulent time mm. and uh, we will achieve maturity. And it's very hard to get your head around that when you talk about millennia and the development of mankind and centuries and and so on. Uh, of course it is. Yeah. But but the, that, that book, Kofi, to move from Timbuktu, uh, one world, many nations, tribes and faiths. You, you know, you, you, you can take this and it's teaching children that that's what the world is. And in each of your books, you have a lovely saying, may I say, uh, at the start of each of these books. You say, and I quote you, the earth is but one country and mankind its citizens. Larry, yeah. if only, if only that mantra were the way of the world, there would be no war. There would be no racism. There would be no hunger. You know yeah, what I'm saying? We will increasingly recognize that that fact, really, yes. in my biased opinion. That actually is a, a, a phrase from the Baha'i writings. And I think there's a certain power in it. Let's put it that way. Yes. Yeah. Um, the 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 other one the 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 Ali Magubu coming back to that and the foresters too really the Amazon comes to my mind when I read that book of you know course, and the destruction yeah. of the Amazon in particular but it's not just the Amazon that theme that is that book isn't it really as such yeah, yeah it's all it it shows or suggests and this is the kind of thing you can talk with your kids as you know as you read it that um, that these things don't come out of nowhere. You know, mm. for example, poverty is a ma major driver, you know, of, of the destruction of the Amazon. What are people going to do? How are they going to make their next 
you know, crust of bread or whatever. And so they don't philosophize about it. If they can make a bit of money with a chainsaw, they'll go do it, mm. you know. So the problem is much bigger Yes. Then that how do we how do we reduce poverty in the world is a question. Mm. And know? it's not simplistic. That's very yeah. true. The root cause to get to it, it, it is not easy. The Jenny McGruff book and her energy stuff, you got the turbine in from DK. Well, there's many turbines in the world, but I always go by and I think of you when I drive by a DKIT. It's your baby. It's uh, uh, my my illustrator now, my new illustrator. When I wrote the first couple of books, I, I ended up having an illustrator who was an architect from Argentina, okay. <laughs> as you do, <laughs> and a brilliant lady. And uh, but but since then, I have a new son-in-law, right? and, uh, who is an extremely talented. Uh, artist of various sorts. Matter of fact, he lectures, his name is Will Guppy, and he lectures in advanced acting at Dundalk IT. Very good. Right. and uh, He's an excellent illustrator. And he, he put the illustrations in. So so you look at the picture and it's just so clever what he comes up with. You yes. Know, the dog is looking up at the wind turbine, kind of wagging his tail. And Jenny is pointing at it and and the, the sign in the front, Dundalk Institute of Technology. He's done a great job. And we have yeah. to mention Marina Somel, who was your previous illustrator on Correct. the first two books. And I have to say the illustrations add immensely to the books. And from a children's point of view, the visual as well as the words uh, come, come together. And I say again to listeners, these books, there are very important lessons, but simplistically delivered for children. What age would you say being the author? What are you talking about age-wise here, reading these? I can imagine easily reading these to my kids if they're sort of between 5 and 10. Yes. If they're reading it themselves, it would have to be a bit older, I yeah. think. Yes. You know, yes. but it, if you're reading it with them, you can have a discussion, which yes. I think is a, a valuable thing. For you know, sure. Because you can stop stop at any point and say what do you think of that or or uh in in uh, Ali Magoo, you know, she hears in the distance a uh, high pitch whizzing and uh, some low rumbling and the sound of trees tumbling. So, you know, what what are making those noises? And they look at the illustration, they see a chainsaw. Well, there's yeah. the high pitched whizzing. Mm. You know, you can just have fun. Yeah, you kids. can have fun, but at the same time, uh, dealing with issues that are very pertinent and will be for children of five to ten as they mature and grow as well. Where are these books available, may I ask you? Um, sort of, they're available on Amazon. So if you just search my name on Amazon in the books section, so Lawrence Stout, Lawrence with a W and then S-T-A-U-D-T, you'll you'll find any of the books that I've written. And um, that's where you can go. But I have to put an asterisk on that because, uh, unfortunately, Amazon.co.uk, because of Brexit-related things, they simply say, this book is not available and maybe in the future, you know, it's useless, right? Yeah. But if you go on any other Amazon... Bar.co.uk. Correct. Now, that's an important message. That's yeah. a Bar.co.uk. You will access these books. I know Drahada Creative Writers. When is that day on in town? That's uh, December... We're at um, the, I think they call it the Country Market. And it's being held in the next, the former next uh, <laughs> uh, shop in, in Scott Hall. Hall. Yeah, when is that? And that would be on Saturday the 13th. 
of December. December, but yeah. more uh, nearer to today, Wednesday the 7th of December, DKIT, he's going back to his alma mater. I know. Three yeah. o'clock on Wednesday afternoon and there'll be books available there as well at the yes. launch in DKIT. They've been very supportive. Ah, they're great. There. They're great. And why uh, wouldn't they support you, the man who was behind the wind turbine? Um, you're from Vermont in the States. Uh, have you the turkey for tomorrow? Yeah, well, we've postponed it to Friday because that's when the family can make it. I see. So you're all coming together to celebrate Thanksgiving. We are indeed. And the turkey has got an all, which is great to hear. Um, Also, you know, uh, when you look at the states at the moment, I'm sure you cast your, your eyes back home on that as well. It's become shocking polarised, hasn't it, Larry? I know, From yeah, you live yeah. there and your children grew up there as well. It's yeah. it's really unfortunate. Mm. Uh, it sort of, uh, it fits my model of the ad- adolescent state we're in, you know. It we're, does we're indeed. picking sides and we're not really thinking too much about somebody else's point of view and you're charging ahead and uh, making mistakes. Well, listen, that's for another day. Uh, Congratulations with the books. Ollie Magoo's series of books by Lawrence Stout, available on Amazon, bark.co.uk. I wish you well with them and thank you for joining me today. I love them, Larry. Thanks, Jerry. Thanks Thanks for joining me. The Amazon rainforest is, of course, in South America. It's the continent I was looking for. Thanks to everybody who got in touch. They're a fantastic uh, series of little books by uh, Larry Stout, the Ollie Magoo series, and three books today as a single package are going to Karen Corcoran Hughes. Amelia, enjoy them, your mammy says. You love reading and you love books. We'll be in touch to make the arrangements. Now, just reminding you uh, about the Wheel of Fortune, the Christmas Wheel of Fortune at Scotch Hall Shopping Centre in Drogheda. You can win up to and including a €1,000 gift card. Every time you spend €25 across any of Scotch Hall's shops, you'll have the opportunity to enter the draw. Just pop your entry into the draw drum located in Scotch Hall and stay tuned to us here on LMFM to see if you're one of the lucky winners. This week's winner is Geraldine Keenan from Knoll Road in Balbriggan. Well done to you, Geraldine. You're going to spin the wheel. Congratulations and best of luck. And don't forget to enter when you shop in Scotch Hall. It's late lunch on LMFM Radio this time. Every day it's time for this. The Late Lunch Artist of the Week Artist of the Week Sugar Babes are my Artist of the Week this week and picking up the story in 2005 Push the Button I'll be playing it before the end of the week came straight in at number one on the UK charts where it remained for three consecutive weeks they were on the crest of a wave yet the lineup changed for a third time when Mutia Bueno quit in December 2005 admitting later she was suffering from postnatal depression following the birth of her daughter Thalia she was replaced by Amel Baraba as the group re-released the album Taller in More Ways Than One with Baraba the re-recording she actually re-recorded a number of the tracks on that album since she had just joined the group the lineup then remained constant with Heidi Range Keisha Buchanan and Baraba together for the next four years remarkable because they were so volatile really in the early years and with hit singles and albums and a huge greatest hits LP well, they all kept them relevant and in public focus and highly successful. Their tours were sellouts too, wherever they appeared, no doubt due to numbers like this one.
Sugar Babes My Artist of the Week Round Round On your late lunch this Wednesday afternoon Any luck with a kettle or a toaster for me, no? No? Not yet, I've reached boiling point (laughs) I am googling here and nothing's coming up for me yet Nothing within, like there's stuff here You can buy a kettle and toaster for 300 quid with 100 quid knocked off it But I don't think you want that end (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> of the kettle and so, toaster range. So you're at boiling point, but nothing's popped up yet. No. No. Okay. <laughs> no. Right. Well, I'll leave it with you. I implicitly trust you to find me a kettle and toaster. That'll. Yeah, you won't get burnt. <laughs> Never with Louise. That's, <laughs> that's for sure. Anyway, the World Cup, just coming back to the World Cup. My two teams aren't out yet Portugal and Brazil. I must check. Maybe tomorrow they're out or the next day. Anyway, you have a win and a defeat. You have a win with Holland and a defeat. With Argentina. Mm-hmm. That's some surprise with Japan and, yeah. and, and Germany. Huge surprise, really is. But I ain't surprised because Glasgow Celtic have signed a number of Japanese players and they've been excellent for oh, them. Oh, really? This year. Yeah, right. excellent, absolutely excellent. Uh, but the Germans, there'll be an inquest into that. Anyway, they covered their mouths before the start. They may hang their heads now after the game in shame for losing <laughs> that one, but it's great. That's what you want. Surprises like that. That's what mm-hmm. the game is all about. Up next on Late Lunch, she's an inspiring woman herself and she's Part of an inspiring network in Mead, Sinead Kavanagh is joining me in a moment. Sinead Kavanagh is Vice President of Network Ireland Mead and she's on the line. Hello Sinead. Hi Jerry. how are you doing? Vice President is a very, very important That's position. very important. I understand. I'm actually going to be President next year. Good so, on you. So what, what is, tell our listeners, what is Network Ireland Mead? So Network Ireland is a female business owners network. It's for professionals, entrepreneurs, small business owners, SMEs really, um, for anyone working within um, a professional business environment. So that could be for not-for-profits, CLGs, in the corporate world, employees. Um, business owners, it's, 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 you know, it's just that's the kind of scope. We include everybody and we want to include everybody. The essence of it is, is about women supporting women in business. Um, as we all know, there are challenges that women face in business that aren't necessarily there across the board. And so it's about supporting, um, bringing people along, encouraging, mentoring each other and doing everything we can to, to see each other succeed and overcome challenges that we face. Um as a branch, we have 16 branches now around the country. Um, we have two new branches open this year. We have another two coming online next year. Mead is five years old, going into its sixth year. And as an organisation, we'll be celebrating its 40th anniversary next year in 2023, so around since 1983. Um, so it's, it's something that is um, long-standing, has a reputation, and um, two of the major jewel in the crown, if you like, of being a member of the organisation is that on the network is that you have the um, option to go forward to the Businesswoman of the Year Awards, which from a business point of view is, is a great accolade to be able to achieve. Mm. And we've had a number of Mead um, branch members have achieved and won those accolades. And we also have a, um, a mentoring for success um, option for members whereby there's over 50 members around the country who provide mentoring and support for all of our members. Yes. So each member has access to those 50-odd mentors for an hour each. Um, so in the course of the year, you could have, you know, over 6,000 euros worth of support. Fantastic. Support. Yeah, you know, it just yeah. is all good. And I know it's women supporting yeah. women in business. Yeah. Um, now, Dunboyne Castle and Spa, this event that's coming up in early December, what's happening there? 
So really, really happy with COVID and everything else that's happened. We haven't really been able to come together as a full branch at any one time because, you know, everyone's very busy. Everyone has jumped back onto the hamster wheels of life. Mm. And so what we wanted to do is to provide an opportunity for all of our members to come together in a space to tell each other about what we do and to meet each other properly and have time to be able to converse and talk about our business because we've become ambassadors for each other being part of, of the branch. Um, the Needs branch. We also have people from the Loud branch coming and from the Kildare and Dublin branches coming as well. So we're all going to have a little table. This is what our business is. This is what we do. Talk a little bit about it. And we're opening it up to members of the public who would be interested in joining the network mm. can come along on the day as well, on the evening. It's on Monday, Tuesday evening from 7 until 10 o'clock at night. It's €15 Euro for a guest ticket. Um, that includes your little uh, cup of coffee or tea and, and something nice with it. And the event is three hours. You can come for an hour, you can come for three hours. We don't mind. But it's an opportunity to get to meet us all, talk to us about our businesses, talk to us about setting up a business maybe. Maybe that's where people are at. Talk about the challenges that we um, encounter through business and how other people overcome them. And also to look at being a part of an organisation such as Network Ireland and the Network Meet Branch, what that might mean and benefit, how that might benefit people businesses. So we're inviting anyone that is so inclined, please come along and have a chat with Meet With Us. You're not on your own. It's a very lonely thing going out on your own and, and stepping into entrepreneurship or stepping into self-employment and soul trading. Um, and so it's to make sure that people know there's a village and, and we're here. We have a fabulous village and Dunboy Castle are very kindly hosting us Tuesday evening the 29th from 7 to 10. Tickets are on Eventbrite. If you go to Network Ireland Meads branch on any of the socials, everyone will be able to find it. And failing that, I'm the holistic parent. That's my business. If people look for me, I'm also a membership officer. Nothing like a bit of double jobbing. Mm. Um, so anyone can contact me if they would like to know more about it as well. We're always happy to hear from people. Brilliant. Sinead, leave it there for the day. Thank you so much for joining me. Tuesday next, 7 to 10, Dunboyne Castle. Wish you well with it. Eddie Caffrey's coming next with The Drive on LMFM Radio. Tomorrow on Late Lunch, Barry Cummins, Primetime, RTE, about the body identified after 30 years in Mead. Lauren Deegan reared her siblings on her own. Red Harley's here, 50 years in the business, and we have a giveaway for Navin Races. Have a nice evening. See you tomorrow, 1.30. LMFM Podcasts. With CNC Carpets, we bring the showroom to you. Or book a new showroom appointment on 87 660 How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.